Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Rumble Tough. The Rumble Tough Breeze is a top-of-the-line breast pump with a rechargeable battery that fits in the palm of your hand. And today's episode is also brought to you by Milkify. Milkify is the concierge breast milk freeze-drying service that transforms your frozen milk into convenient pouches of powder that last for three years on the shelf. I have a, I feel like some people are just hearing about that possibility for the first time. That's pretty wild. Um, but we'll hear more from our sponsors later. Uh, you can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com if you ever need anything. See if you can give them any of your bus- business on our uh, sponsor page over there. Because they make this podcast possible. And while you're there, scroll down and enter your email address. And we'll send send episodes straight to your inbox every week. And check out our shop page because we have cool merchandise. And we are on Patreon. We hope that you join us there for our all of our extra content. We have tons and tons of extra content, including Mm -hmm. mini episodes, ad-free extra episodes, um, Zoom hangouts... And we're also putting all of our Revolution Parenting episodes over there. So it's a blast and you should join us. And you can find the link right at the top of the show notes from wherever you're listening from or at Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. At No, I always do that. Badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. And we're still doing our giveaway. So if you send a screenshot of a review that you left somewhere, Send it to us at badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com and we will send you a goodie bag with stickers and thank you for nursing and public cards. And this is the most exciting thing that we've probably had to report in a really long time. Diane and I are going to be in Detroit. We're going on tour. We're going. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We are going to be at the Babies and Bumps uh, convention in Detroit. It's May 7th. The convention is from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's at the Auburn Hills Marriott Pontiac, if you want that much information. Um, But there's all kinds of stuff that's going to go on. There's going to be like speakers. There's going to be tons and tons of exhibitors and vendors um, demonstrations and workshops and all kinds of stuff. And most exciting is that Diane and I will be there at a table for the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. And we hope that you can come. Is there anybody that can come that will come? We're wondering. I hope so. Yeah, I hope we get to meet some of you. If anybody is around Detroit in the area or wanting to take a vacation to the exotic and luxurious town of Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If we have enough people, maybe we'll put in together like a meet and greet on Saturday or something. Cause we'll be there. Yeah. We'll be there the whole weekend. So if, uh, you know, if there's anybody around who, yeah, is able to, we can set up a meet and greet and then we can hang out and on at the convention on Sunday. Sunday, May 7th. So uh, hopefully we'll see you there. Yeah. And they're really great. Um, Babies and Bumps started in Rochester, where I am. And I know the person that started it. I helped her with her babies. And it's a great event. So um, it's really well put together. It is really great. So you will love it. 
So hopefully you can go. And you don't have to just be pregnant. You can already have your baby. So oh, yeah. um, it's not just for people that are pregnant. No, it's babies and bumps. Mm-hmm. Babies and bumps. <laughs> so definitely join us. Yeah. All right. Now Diane has our review of the week. And it says, as a mom who breastfed through many challenging moments, happy moments, and in public with no shame, I'm so glad there is a podcast space for moms to learn and share their experience. Now that I'm in the process of becoming a CLC, I love how things are explained and relearning and unlearning. You ladies are amazing, and I appreciate the support through the airwaves. I love that she's becoming a CLC. Um I think it's great. Like we've had a lot of people that are like, oh, now that I've breastfed, I'm going on to learn more and I'm going to be a, you know, a Leche League leader or I'm going to be a CLC or I'm going to be a breastfeeding peer counselor or, you know, whatever. And I think it's fantastic because we need you in this field. We need all the support Seriously. people we can get. Mm-hmm. All the support people we can get. So I will be your personal cheerleader. If anybody has any questions, um, you can definitely, you know, shoot out an email and I will be your little cheerleader about it and tell you how to go about it. And we do have episodes on how to do this kind of stuff, how to become a breastfeeding advocate, how to become a lactation consultant. And we need you. So thank you so much for doing that. And um, it's awesome. And today we're going to talk about the, the most hated thing in the world. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I so yeah, so we were we were like let's do an episode about pumping and let's ask people on the internet for stories about pumping. And I was like, okay, there's going to be a lot of stories about how people don't like pumping. Um, but what I actually found was that not a single one person likes pumping. <laughs> and it's not really a surprise because pumping sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get it? Um but it's it, everyone hates it. I mean, pretty much the first line of everything is I hate pumping. Yeah. Um, but so we thought that we would just read these stories and talk about pumping and just really, you know, we can have a whole, uh, um, you know, just a, a validation of everyone's feelings about pumping. I was just about to say, at least people will know that they're not alone. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's, you know, because I think pumping is just people. It's so hard and people are like, God, I must be doing something wrong because it's so awful. But no, it's you just know, no good. It's just no good. It's no good. You know what I find very almost like so ironic about this is that when I talk to people prenatally, they are all about the pumping. They're all about it. They want to know about it. They want to, oh, well, my partner's going to help. So when can I pump bottles? When can I start pumping? Um, very much into knowing about pumping and making pumping a part of the routine very quickly. And then when that baby's here and they've actually started pumping, they're like, this is the worst thing in the world. I hate it. I hate pumping. <laughs> yeah. So I really, it's, uh, it's fascinating to me. How you go from like, oh, okay, this is something that we're going to do. I'm going to pump so that other people can help feed. And oh, I can't wait. And da, 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 all this stuff, right? I'll just pump. I'm going to pump a bottle. It'll be fine. It'll be perfect. And then you do it and you're like, this this is awful. Yeah. Yeah. Why am I doing this? And how can I stop doing it? I want to stop doing it as soon as I I possibly can. When can I stop? Yeah. When is this going to stop? Yeah. 
Because people, yeah, people worry about like, people are like sad. They're like, oh, you know, maybe they do want to stop breastfeeding, but they're kind of sad about it. I don't, maybe there's some people who are sad about stopping pumping because it's like the end of, you know, a certain era, but like not usually people are so excited to stop. Yeah. I think some, the only time I get people are unsure, not that they're sad to stop pumping. I think they're unsure because it's become such a, li- a part of their life. For especially for people that like go back to work and you're pumping so many times a day, right? Or if you're pumping for a purpose, like say your baby's not gaining weight well and you've you know you're pumping a lot to make sure your baby's getting some you know extra milk or whatever the situation might be, your baby's in the NICU, so you're pumping, like you're afraid to stop because is it going to damage your milk supply if you stop or what's going to happen if you don't have this backup of milk or you know, like there's just it's more of like a fear based thing. It's not even like, oh, I'm sad to stop. It's more like, what happens if I do? Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can I still breastfeed? And I, there's always that little stigma hanging out there too, where people think you have to pump to be able to breastfeed and you don't. There's many people, Abby can account yeah. for this, that never have pumped and have breastfed no. just fine. You don't need to pump to keep a supply. How in the world did people breastfeed for so many thousands of years? I mean, that's why we're here, because people breastfed. There weren't any pumps until, oh my God, when was the first pump? I don't even know. Well, I, I don't know. Can, but- you imagine, can you imagine the first pump? We got to look into that. The first pump is freaking awful. Because they're like, I mean, I, I know there's a lot of great pumps right now, but like, you know. Yeah. And not- thank goodness the ones that we have now are so good, because yeah, people right. need them. Like, we go... Pumping is a necessity because you're going back to work and like so many people go back to work and it is a necessity for those people. And I always say to use it as a tool because that's what it is. It's a tool for you to leave milk for your baby when you're not with them. And we need to have that. That is important. And for that reason, pumps are a necessity for a lot of people. But it is not, it's a newer necessity. That's for sure. Even when I started doing this, they weren't that great. The pumps weren't that great. Or when my kids were born. No, I think that, yeah, with the whole, um, you know, the, the improvements in technology just kind of around the world, I think has Mm -hmm. improved pumps tremendously. Yeah. So it's like, it's the the necessary thing that people hate to do. Right. (laughs) All right. I'm going to read a bunch of these and then we'll talk. Okay. All right. The first one, she says, I hated pumping solely because I hated washing my pump parts. It was never convenient finding a place to do it, how to store it all until I got home. But when I was home, it was just because I hated the dishes. (laughs) I was learning. It was a learning experience for sure, though. When my first baby with my first baby, I was so afraid I wouldn't make enough that I actually struggled with a painful oversupply issue. It wasn't until I found my mom groups that I realized I shouldn't be pumping that way. There's breastfeeding support, but you're kind of on your own when pumping. I feel like oh, that's true. There's very little um, breastfeeding support. and There's even less pumping support. Mm-hmm. She's right. Yeah, she's yeah. right. Ashley says, I hated pumping because I barely produced enough for my baby for the next day. I tried all the tricks to increase my supply, but I just didn't respond to a pump well. Mm. That happens too. Mm-hmm. Some people just come gushing out of a pump and it's never an issue. And other people just, their body doesn't respond. Yeah. Uh, Brittany says, my son is six and a half months old and I have attempted to use a pump two or three times total. I dread the idea of having to clean the pump and would prefer skin to skin with my baby versus the pump. Mm 
I am blessed to be able to stay home with him. The pumps only give me a few drops. My son gets tons of milk out and I can get a bunch out with hand expression. But for some reason, my body just will not respond to the pump. I have no idea what my breastfeeding journey would have looked like if I would have had to return to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. It would have been a very different story. Mm -hmm. And the story wasn't that great to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) Shannon says, I pump at work and uh, and once when I wake up at home. I don't mind it, but after a year of this routine, it gets tiring. I pumped 28 to 30 ounces per day on days I worked and baby only ate 12 ounces. So most of our milk was donated, almost 4,300 ounces donated. Wow. The hardest part for me was stressing about maintaining my supply. I had my appendix removed from my baby turned a year and my supply took a huge hit. But I was already planning on getting off the pump and only nursing at home. It is hard to see my ounces per day decrease so much and try to change my mindset of this is what I want versus what I need to make more. Um, Yeah. Tiffany says, I wish there was more support when it came to pumping. Neither IBCLC that I went to could help me with flange size and pumping more efficiently. Well, that sucks. I only pumped at work but I found a few exclusive pumping groups, group pages that gave me tips for pumping more efficiently. And one group gave me an estimate for my flange size. I think the hardest part of pumping was troubleshooting the pump and the daycare not doing paste bottle feeding. Mm -hmm. I wish more people knew pumping output wasn't a good indication of your supply. I fully expect my supply to tank and disappear when I start pumping at work. My output tanked and I had to change pump parts and get a smaller flange. However, my pump supply, my supply adjusted once I was able to pump more efficiently. I do not want to pump again. It was just one more thing I had to figure out about breastfeeding. Uh, Amber says, I have done the whole deal, triple feeding and pumping every two hours. I'm at a point now where pumping is to help a low supply or get out excess milk. So one of the things too, that you kind of made me think of, um, the pump parts that helps a lot to change them. If you are somebody that pumps regularly, changing your pump parts really helps. And if you are somebody that has like a rumble tough pump, you can go on their website with our coupon code and get more parts. This coupon code is not just for the pumps. There's lots of stuff on their site. There's different flange sizes. There's different, you know, there's parts and stuff like that. So changing out your pump parts can make a huge difference in your pumping routine. So sometimes there's ways that we can make things a little bit easier for you too, if you're kind of like hitting a brick wall. And that is one of the first things that we suggest to do. Yeah. And the flange size, Mm because your flange size is going to change. People don't realize as well that you're, you're just, your nipple size changes and resizing yourself every month or so is a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we talked about, she talked about the paste bottle feeding at daycare, but hand in hand with paste bottle feeding is the hands-on pumping. And, you know, don't just, I know Diane talks a lot about this. Don't just hook yourself up to a pump and then like, you know, just like continue working or drive around. I know a lot of people pump when they're driving. We just wish that you didn't have to do that. We I wish know. that pumping could be like you taking a break, you relaxing your body, you massaging your breasts, you using breast compressions and really just getting all of that milk out. And it only takes 10 or 15 minutes, you know, just just to take that time to do that um, will can really, really help with your output. 
Mm-hmm. It really can. Okay. Casey says, uh, sucks. Takes time away from my baby and my life. Takes forever to find your size. And when you do, it changes again. Harry. Mm-hmm. Lots of nipple pain and not all pumps work well for all women. So finding one that works for you is a process. I went through three. Thank goodness for dual insurance. I pumped in the beginning, four days postpartum, because I was obsessed with my supply and building Mm -hmm. a stash, had a long-term goal to donate. And when my baby would skip or delay night feeds, I would wake up engorged, creating an oversupply I still struggle with. I still pump to donate and to keep a small freezer stash, 11 plus months postpartum, just in case I may need it or someone else does. I'm lucky to be a stay-at-home parent and able to chest feed, not requiring consistent pumping. Yep. Uh, Alexandria wow. says, loved pumping. Oh, oh. Um, I found one. <laughs> loved pumping when I got back to work because it meant I could take a break. Hey, yes. See? It's a great way to look at it. Yes. Teach- she's a teacher. So I, I mean, Alexandria is a teacher. Uh, so I used it as my snack and water time. Yes, I love that. I'd also listen to a podcast or read a book. I lucked out to be an overproducer and only needed 10 minutes to pump. All right. Laura says, I hated it. I think I had the wrong size flange. I pumped for all three kids. I never liked it, but saw it as necessary evil. Saw it as an, a necessary evil since I had to be away from my babies. Yeah, that's what it is. A necessary evil. Mm-hmm. Melissa says, early on after my baby was born, I got on the triple feeding wheel and never got off it. Now the only time my baby will nurse is at night. So pumping just became part of my daily routine. I don't love it or hate it. I'm just committed to providing my baby as much breast milk as I can. Abby says, trying to find the right pump, right flange, right hack that works for me. Making pumping at work doable with an employer who doesn't care. A feeling and feeling heartbreak when milk was wasted. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that I'll say this really quick before we go to a break, but that can happen. And I have a lot of people that'll contact me and be like, oh, I forgot to put the milk away last night after I brought it in from, you know, is it, is it gone bad? Or I found a bottle or I found a bag, you know, that was left behind. Did it go bad? Like that kind of stuff happens when you're pumping and you're bringing stuff in and out and you're busy and Mm -hmm. like, it's just, it can happen. And yeah, that is like heartbreaking to have to dump milk. Oh God. It's awful. And you worked so hard that day to get it. Mm -hmm. All right. We'll be right back with more stories of how much we hate pumping. (laughs) Except for Alexandra. Except, yeah. Uh, Okay. We'll be right back. Milkify is the concierge breast milk freeze drying service that transforms your frozen milk into convenient pouches of powder that lasts for three years on the shelf. Milkify's patent-pending contact-free process allows them to safely freeze-dry each bag of milk individually without ever touching your milk. That means each bag of frozen milk will become its own pouch of powder, and Milkify will even save any notes you wrote on the bag and print them onto the pouches. To make a bottle, just add water or sprinkle onto solid foods for a nutritional boost. Research shows that freeze-drying retains the nutrients, probiotics, and immune factors in your milk and can even help remove the bad taste from high lipase milk. Freeze-drying with Milkify not only helps you take back your freezer and extend the life of your stash, it can also help with travel, moving, or going back to work. 
send them a message on Instagram or on their website at milkify.me. That's M-I-L-K-I-F-Y, milkify.me. And mention the code BADASS for $25 off of your first order. And today's episode is also brought to you by Rumble Tough. The Rumble Tough Breeze is a top-of-the-line breast pump with a rechargeable battery that fits in the palm of your hand. The powerful motor lasts 2,000 plus hours and has a two-year warranty. The memory button allows you to record your most effective pumping session and recall it every time you wish. Combine the Breeze with the Rumble Tough Go Cups and you're pumping hands-free and on the go. Every Rumble Tough pump user qualifies for free pumping support with an IBCLC. Because they care, each pump comes with a manual handle kit to convert your electric pump into a manual pump at no extra cost. You should not have to figure it out alone. Let experts help you get the support you deserve. Additionally, every pump box includes a flange fit ruler so you can determine which of the 15 flanges they offer will fit you best. Yes, nipple size does matter. Check out their entire line at rumbletuff.com. That's R-U-M-B-L-E-T-U-F-F, rumbletuff. And use code BADASS for 20% off of your purchase. And our sponsors and the promo codes can be found in the show notes under this episode or at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. And over there, you will find all of our other episodes and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. So what else you got? Uh, So let's see. Um, Lindsay says, I tried to breastfeed, but my son had a lot of trouble latching with my flat nipples. He also took almost one to two hours to feed and didn't seem satisfied. So I decided to pump to save both us frustration and time. I wasn't aware that I had to still pump every time he fed with the bottle. I thought I could sleep, skip a feed while somebody else fed him. My mistake. I have found that it's, it is easiest to pump while I am bottle feeding him. That way I'm multitasking as not having to do it before or after he eats. I like it because I know how much milk he is getting and I don't like it because it's time consuming, pumping and cleanup time. Plus, I miss the connection of him breastfeeding. Sad because I feel like my body anatomy failed him. Uh, mm. Well, yeah, no, you didn't fail him. It just sounds like, yeah, there was some misinformation and some lack of support. Yeah. Um, Callie says she hates the dishes. <laughs> She's not the uh, only one. No. Rhonda says, I exclusively pumped for my first daughter for a year. I was grateful for the option, but got burned out on it by baby number two, who I pumped for while at work only. I pretty much wanted to rip the flanges off and take a baseball bat to the pump by the end. I still (sighs) feel that way just thinking about it. Cringe. Yep. I know. I always think of that scene in the movie movie Office Space where they take a baseball bat to the printer. Oh, yeah. I feel like everybody should do that with their pump at the end. Oh my God, I know. Um, Adrian says, I hate it. It's time consuming and is lots of effort for a few ounces of reward. I'm a teacher, so I pump during the day. It's not enough for both twins, but every little bit helps. Plus, it keeps my supply up until the summer. Heather says, pumping was so difficult for me. I could rather, I could never find the right size flanges or pump that worked well. Then my milk never wanted to drop when pumping. I would have to fight it to be able to do so to have a reserve. The pumps are so expensive too. 
Yeah, make sure you're going through, try to go through your insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, Alexa says, hated it. Hated it. Isn't that from like an SNL? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I eventually hated became it. really bad for my mental health. Yes. I was nursing and pumping about three or so months in. I wanted to quit breastfeeding altogether. Then it dawned on me it was only the pumping I hated. I put down the pump and never looked back, and I went on to happily nurse that baby for 15 months. With my second, I never even touched the pump, and it was the perfect decision for me. My motto became, feed your baby, not your freezer, and it saved my sanity. That baby is still nursing twice a day at 16 months. That being said, I am aware it was a huge privilege that I had the option to exclusively nurse for the entire time, and I know every mother does not have that choice. Had I been forced to be away from my babies a lot, I would have used formula instead of pumping. Pumping made me depressed. I, I kind of agree. Like, I don't even know how well I would have done with pumping or or had been able to keep up with that. I'm not sure that I would have had the stamina to be able to do it. I mean, people that do it, that like pump at work all day and do that for, you know, I don't know, a year and then just move to, you know, nursing when you see the baby and solid foods, like that's just incredible. It really it's is. It's just incredible. It is. It's a lot. Uh, Vicky says, I can pump really well up until my kids turned about six months. Then I'd be lucky to get an ounce out after an hour of pumping. Then I hated pumping. Kimberly says, if it wasn't for my daughter and the drive I have to provide her with breast milk, I would set my pump on fire. I loathe pumping. I get a lot of rage when I pump, so I usually have to distract myself with a funny show or book. My supply has dropped as my baby has gotten older and has started to eat more solid foods. I struggle with accepting that it's normal and okay. If I was the type of person who would be able to stay home and nurse my baby, my mental health would definitely be better. The pump definitely affects how I feel in a negative way, but it still doesn't outweigh my drive to give breast milk to my daughter. I plan on breastfeeding for a long time, at least two years, probably more. And I have had to accept pumping as part of that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Ariana says, it was a nightmare. I was given all the wrong guidelines and no other help. Any resemblance to the sound of it still gives me chills. Oh, Mm. Oh, that's like, oh, see, that's like traumatizing. Yeah. Uh, Jane says, I exclusively pumped for two years. One of the hardest things I've ever done. Michelle says it was pointless for me. Always resulted in mastitis and overfilled boobs. More for moms that want uh, to go back to work for other reasons. If you can just breastfeed and enjoy all the bonding, then there is no need to waste time and money on equipment because your boobs do it all. Now, that's true. So she was saying, wait, she said she, when she was, it was pointless for her to pump because she always uh, ended up with overfilled boobs and that pumps are more for moms that want to go back to work or, you know, other reasons. And that's true. Like it is Mm -hmm. absolutely only because you need to be away from your baby. Right. You do not need to pump to, to, to maintain your supply, which is that big confusion that we have. Yeah, you don't. Feeding your baby is enough, but if you're separated from your baby, then we're glad we have them. But doesn't mean we have to like them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alice says, hated it. No, 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 wait. Hated it. All caps. 
All the way. All right. Um, I have endless amounts of these comments. Um, I feel like I'm a newbie and I'm not. I pumped for two of my daughters, but they are six and eight. I'm expecting my third in August and had to look at pumps for my registry and I feel clueless. It's overwhelming how many products. It used to just be Medela or Spectra. Um, has just started making the scene. Oh, it used to be that Medela and Spectra had just uh, started making the scene. Hand pump or electric with tubes connected. Those were the options. I'm a bit intimidated by this new yet not so new journey. It is true. There's a lot of choices now. There's a lot of stuff. It has changed a lot. Yeah. And she's got a, a point. Like it's been, you know, six years for her. And she's like, okay, this is totally different now. Yeah. Um, when in, when pumps started being covered by insurance, it was a whole new ball game. It really changed. Like there's a lot of pumps on the scene. Um, so there's a lot of things that you can choose from. And, you know, I'm sure the companies that you, the pump that you do choose, those companies are very you know, thankful that you chose her pump, but there's so many options that it's not just like, okay, I'll take that. You have to like, look into what you want now yeah. for what you're doing it for too. Like it's, it really depends on what you're doing. Is it, do you need it for long-term pumping back to work? You're using it three, four times a day for months, or is it something where you just kind of like, eh, I just need a pump for here and there. Right. Do you, and do you need to be, do you want to be hands-free? Do you need a re, you know, do you need to have a battery? option do you there's like all kinds of stuff yeah so many different so many different things to think about now it's not just like okay i'm just gonna pick this pump do i need a do i need a pump or do i need a hand pump do i need an electric yeah. pump or a hand pump that's what it used to be and now it's like do i need hands free do i need a, a hospital grade do i need a hand pump do i need a wearable like what what do i do i need a battery operator like what do i need so much now Maybe we should do an episode on just like all the different kinds of pumps. Oh my gosh. And like what would be useful for like different situations. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That would be a lot. There is a lot of different ones. <laughs> yeah. A lot of different ones. All right. Uh, with my first, it was just not a thing. I couldn't figure any of it out. No breastfeeding support around at that time 13 years ago. This time insurance provided a hand-free pump. I learned, I listened, I read all I could... Um, absorb this time around. As a teacher who had to pump, I feel like a super mom. Uh, and you are. Mm -hmm. I was in a great routine that worked for us. I'd pump on my way to work in the car if needed, but mostly only needed that midday pump because I'd get enough milk to send to my baby, send with my baby to, for the next day. It was great and just how it worked out for us. Sometimes it was stressful because we didn't have that stash, but I realized very quickly that we didn't even need a stash. We had a pump routine that worked for us. So I would say I thrived and we are gladly still nursing two years and some months later, mostly at nighttime, but it's been very rewarding to have had a positive experience. Okay. Um, loved pumping. Wow. Hated the cleaning and sterilizing. Oh, yeah, I mean, a, yeah. I, I suppose that's true. Like, if you just need to, like, sit and pump for a little while, it's fine. But then there's so much that goes with it. Mm -hmm. The cleaning yeah. and the traveling around and the, ugh. I know. Um, okay. I don't like it. I wouldn't say I hate it, but it causes extreme anxiety for me oftentimes. I'm finally starting to do it only every four hours at work. Baby's almost eight months. 
as I have enough stash to survive on. I love breastfeeding and the anxiety pumping causes is so hard, mainly because breastfeeding has the opposite effect. I am calmest when I am breastfeeding my baby. Yeah. Uh, Didn't pump until my baby started weaning. I was getting uncomfortably full and I wanted to add my stash to her purees. It's not so bad. I pump enough. We also wanted to see if she'd entertain a bottle. Even though she won't be at nursery for another five months, I thought it'd be nice to be able to go out for a meal with the girls one evening. She'll only take the boo. So I'm a bit stuck there. I don't know what that means. Probably She'll the only boob. take the boo. Oh, the boob. Oh, <laughs> yeah, probably the boob. <laughs> uh, we're three weeks into weaning journey and pumping has been great to relieve fullness and to add milk to her food. Anyway, so cool. Cool. Um, hated pumping, love breastfeeding, started pumping the day after she was born with triple feeding. The exhaustion of that process almost broke me. But I stumbled upon your podcast and started to take back control. Didn't pump again until three weeks before work to build a stash. Pumping at work was filled with so much anxiety and guilt. I was guilty that I spent so much time away from work, three pumps to make enough for the next day, but also away from my baby. I was so anxious to pump enough for my baby and do it quickly. Every night was a rush to prep bottles, clean, and get ready for the next day. I learned about Sarah's chill proper flanchise mm. and Milky's Milk Savers from the podcast, and it saved me time and milk. I needed anything that would make pumping easier and faster and got it down to 10-minute pumps for full output. The big saving grace was the moms in my pumping room. Oh, wow. That's cool well, that, to have a whole bunch yeah. of people in a pumping room. We were all going through it together and sharing in the frustration, the fear, the funny moments, and the changes, all of it. Wow, that would make a huge difference. Yeah, that would. If make there a was huge a pumping difference. room at work, and then you could all just like go in there, and there were more than one person pumping. That's amazing. Um, I hate pumping. I have pumped at work since I went back at twelve weeks. I'm a nurse who worked on the floor in the beginning when I went back to work and had to use my hands-free pumps. I had so much anxiety over how much I was pumping, even though I had no problems with nursing. I got a job in an office, so I was able to switch to my wall pump and dedicate the appropriate time to pumping. I have done everything from power pumping, pumping every two hours, etc. I finally figured out my pump setting and routine, and now I usually pump more than enough for my babe. And I only nurse pump right breast at this point. Oh, I pump three to five ounces every three or four hours. My goal is to nurse for a year and then stop pumping while at work and still allow my babe to nurse in the morning and at night. The end is in sight. My sweet girl is 10 months. I am ready to have a sliver of my independence back. Yeah, cool. Hang in there. That is very cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, It's annoying and I only do it at work. A couple of my friends only pumped and couldn't or didn't want to do it longer than eight months. Thankfully, I breast feed when my baby, when I'm with my baby, and he is 14 months. Mm. Um, so basically, bottom line <laughs> is that most people hate it, but there are a few people who are okay with it if they could just have somebody else clean everything. Yeah. It sounds like that's the biggest And it causes problem. a lot of anxiety. Causes a lot of anxiety. Because you're really like worrying about um, 
just like getting enough for the for the next day or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, a lot. Yeah. Should I read a think? couple more or are we are we done? Yeah, do one more. All right, one I'll more. do one more. This is a good one. I'm 47 and just had my third child. The last time was 19 years ago. No breastfeeding back in the day for this mama. All my relatives formula fed and encouraged the same. The opportunity to do this mom life over again has given me the chance to go back in time. I'm so thankful. I often pump to see how much she's getting and make sure she's getting a full meal, so to speak. And I always feed her from the breast at night. Super blessed. That's cool. But remember that what you're pumping is not an indication of the milk that you're making. The milk that you're pumping is an indication of the amount of milk that your pump got out of your breast at that time. Yeah. Which is never all of it. Because your pump doesn't work as well as your baby does. It's just a machine. Yeah. It's just a machine. It can't do all the things that your baby's doing. But it sounds like things are going well. And that's Mm -hmm. really kind of cool that, you know, she's getting to, like she says, kind of do it over again. Yeah, that's different choices. That's really cool. Yeah. It was pretty cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And you Thank can go you. on to, there's a post on Facebook and on Instagram with all of these. There's more. There's more comments if you just like want to like, I don't know, go into that pump room with your pump pals and feel read the comments. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. Thanks, Abby. Sure. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye.